0: Welcome to Golf Anomics from Metolius Golf. In each episode, our experts highlight one metric from the golf industry and discuss how you can use it to save time, increase revenue, and run a better golf operation. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Golf Anomics podcast from Metolius Golf. This week's key metric is 72 minutes. That is the average amount of time that small business owners spend per day working in social media, 72 minutes per day on social media. This episode, we're going to get into if that's an effective uh, use of 72 minutes, how you can evaluate if that 72 minutes is driving positive results to your business. And of course, what you can do to reduce that 72 minutes to achieve more results for less effort, which is the goal of running an efficient uh, marketing operation. Uh, Today with us, we've got design and sales expert, Christian Wetzel. Hi, Christian. Hey, how are you guys? Good to have you. We've got social media expert, Metolius Agency Manager, Katie Brando. Hey, everyone. And we've got marketing automation technology analytics guru, Mr. Brian McCann. Nerd here, checking in, reporting for duty. Hi, everyone. All right, let's get into this. 72 minutes. According to a survey from Vertical Response, the majority of small businesses spend a minimum of six hours per week or 72 minutes per day working on social media. And today we're going to break that down. We're going to talk about if that is a good investment of time, how we can improve the return on that time investment. But I think the very first thing for us to talk about is, is six hours a week, 72 minutes a day? Is that Is that a lot of time to be investing in social media? Brian McCann, what do you think? Ooh, wow. Well, as the marketing automation
1: guy, I try to stay out of the social media as much as I can. So six hours sounds like a lot of time to me, but uh, I'm going to guess it's not enough uh, for like a true campaign, but I will kick it over to Katie who heads up our agency services, because she has probably a much better answer than I do. Katie, what do you think?
2: Thank you, Brian. I, you know, I think six hours is definitely a good place to start. You know, if you're trying to do a large scale campaign, it might not be enough, but if you're starting just dipping your toes in the water, trying to get some posts out, six hours um, is, is definitely a good place to start. Christian, what do you think?
3: I mean, again, Six hours is a lot of time. What what else could you do with six hours? You know, as an operator, as a business owner, um, they wear a ton of different hats, and one of those hats doesn't have to be marketing and promotions. Um, it could, or it could not. But the ability for them to, you know, take that time, or at least chop it in half, chop it into a fraction of that, and get some of that time back, what could they do? What could an operator do, Ross? What do you think? You know you've worked with a ton of golf course operators out there what else could they do with that time
0: well i think it's uh it's a situation where operators have just had more and more tasks put on their list as we've sort of come through this information age in the in the last 10 or 15 years and and, and at the same time up until 2020 the golf courses themselves have been you know, not in great shape from a revenue growth standpoint. So that's put even more pressure on those managers. So I think there's a lot of things that that managers would like to do that they don't get a chance to do. I think one of those is probably social media. I think we see that a lot. That 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 sort of falls off the end of the to do list with other marketing uh, marketing functions or tasks. Um, but I think you know if those things weren't on a manager's to do list, then they could spend more time working with their team they could spend more time training for experience they could spend more time interacting with their customers and doing all those little things that that make an operation run efficiently and that you know building the team and creating that experience for the customer so i think there's a lot that they can do but i think you know one thing for that that i'd like to understand a little bit is like if we're investing 6 hours per week 72 minutes a day in this area is that driving a positive return to the business? Because at the end of the day, if you think about your time as a manager um, or small business owner, which is what our golf course managers essentially are, if you think about your time, I mean, that's the most valuable commodity. And so every minute that you invest in whatever task or function you're performing at the golf course, you want to make sure that, that you're getting a positive return on that time. And so I think really the question of whether the six hours is worth it or not is really about what is that six hours driving to your business and is there a better way you could invest that six hours or could you outsource that six hours so that you don't have to do that so you can spend your time on higher level functions? Like those are all interesting questions that I think everybody should think about. But how do we evaluate the six hours of time on social media? Katie, what, what kind of things do you, do you look at? I mean, where do you start? If you're, if you're starting at zero one and we have a new client comes on board and they don't have a Facebook or Instagram page, like what's step one?
2: Step one with, with a new client or really anyone starting out on social media or just reviving your social media is really to define your purpose. Why are you on social media and what are your goals? Um, you know, if it's to book online tea times, if it's to build your brand, fantastic. But whatever it is, you just have to identify that piece um, and really focus in on that. Don't Don't try to wear all hats. Focus in on one or two topics. And I think that's definitely an awesome place to start.
0: So we shouldn't start by just saying we're going to post to post.
2: (laughs) Well, I think there's a few different schools of thought here. Um, Of course, it's good to post, but posting with intention is better than posting just to post. Um, Christian, I know you have some thoughts there. What, What do you think?
3: Your competitors are doing it. So, you know, the whole idea of not having a presence on there is no longer an answer, right? I mean, just thinking about it from that perspective, right? Um, people that don't have intent as you, as you referenced Katie, um, sure. Yeah. They're just putting stuff up there. Is that doing something? Is that moving the needle in some way, shape or form? Sure. But is it doing it at the, at the rate it should be Brian, you know, what do you think about that post to post?
1: I mean, if you're spending six hours a day posting to post, I mean, that's just like a, just it's just bad. That's a bad strategy. <laughs> it's
0: no strategy, right? <laughs> exactly. It's no strategy.
1: I mean, but it, like, if we're looking at time, right? Like if you're if you're filling that six hours with just posting to post, like, like, what are you doing? I mean, essentially, if you look at that, like you're, I mean, if I'm going to be blunt, like you're wasting time on social media, right? Like if without any direction or result, like, If I'm your boss, let's say, or if I'm the owner and I see that they're like like posting to post, but I'm like, well, like, what are we seeing? Are we seeing growth? Are we seeing engagement? Are we seeing revenue? Like, is this worth it? Because if it's six, I mean, six hours of your 40 hour work week, or I mean, let's be honest, some of our GMs are probably working 60 plus. So 10% of your work week is going to this thing without a return. Like, I mean, I'm going to throw up some red flags if that's what you're doing without like any actionable item. But I do sympathize with your thing, like everyone else is doing it. So I think I have to do something. But that said, you can make that something, that six hours more impactful with a strategy, with a purpose, with intent um, to come full circle. And
0: and I think not only can you make the time investment more impactful with a plan, right? I mean, obviously, it's going to be more impactful. And you can make it measurable if you develop some measurable goals. You can actually determine what your ROI on is. But I'd actually argue it's easier to execute the strategy if you actually have a plan. And I, I think about, you know, if I'm sitting down to write a blog post or something like that, it's a whole heck of a lot easier if I have a plan going into that and, a, and an outline and a structure of what I want to talk about in that blog post, as opposed to sitting down in front of a blank sheet of paper. You, you, you there's so many directions to go. The mind is just overwhelmed. Where if you actually have a strategy, then it narrows down the options of what you can post and you can probably do it more efficiently.
3: So just posting Tiger Woods memes is not effective?
0: I mean, it's effective at driving impressions. And you know, possibly you can turn some of that engagement into revenue. But if you don't have a plan to turn that engagement into revenue, then you're just posting the post. And sure, you're going to get a little SEO value out of it because the search engines are going to see that you're active on social media and they're going to bump your website up a little bit for search results. But you know that's the long tail. There's, there's definitely some more effective ways to spend the time. Um, Katie, do you, do you have any examples of, of really effective campaigns that, that you've been a part of?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I think most recently, a really effective campaign that we've run for a public golf course is surrounded all around couples golf. Um, right now, couples golf is huge. Really, I think across the board, um, getting involved, getting out on a Friday night um, with your spouse and just just enjoying a night on the golf course. So with that, social media campaigns, email blasts, tying it all together um, with email and social, I think is huge. Um, and Doing just you know one social media post about it isn't really going to move the needle. It's a few social media posts. It might be some paid advertising that we can, we can get into here a little bit later, but it needs to be more than just one post if you if you want to be effective.
0: Yeah,
1: consistency, right? Absolutely. What a wild idea to have like a marketing plan, <laughs> right? And I think so often that we like social media gets strapped on or buckled in at the last second and it's forgotten about, right? Because you might have all of these things that are part of your plan. And then someone's like, hey, we need to be on social media or we need to do something. And like without a strategy, you know, like how often have we run into it where it's you turn the keys over to your digital empire, to the young person who, you know, is in the pro shop or, you know, out (laughs) like... In the cart shed or, you know, at the range picking and like, sure, they can generate content. Sure, they're like digitally native and can figure it out. But it's just it's just a missed opportunity, right? But they know how to use
0: Snapchat. (laughs) Yeah, but then they go to college with and then it's on their phone and you can't find them like it's yeah nobody can get into your
3: account (laughs) and then you got three months being dark yeah you got to release the admin right (laughs) you got to create a new account and you got two accounts i mean
1: like
0: we've seen it so many times the club at and the and the club of (laughs) (laughs) let's circle back let's circle back to this couples thing because i think maybe we missed something in there but so if couples is a strategy right obviously there's a direct ROI evaluation that you you can make on how many people sign up from couples. And if you've got conversion tracking and all that sort of stuff set up, then that becomes really, really easy. But there's also a function of if you know you're going to focus on couples, right, Katie, you don't don't create a different couples post every single week, right?
2: (laughs) No, definitely not. Um, I think that's where templates really come into play for us, and and for listeners out there, if you're not using templates for your reoccurring events, definitely dive into that and and do some research. It saves so much time. Um, for that, they just have you know four or five templates that you rotate weekly to get those posts out there, and then at that point, once you have those four or five posts created you can just schedule those out reoccurring and and that six hours just hopefully slowly goes down to five hours or four hours. Um, and you can really save time by just planning in advance.
0: And once it's done, you never, you don't have to do it again until next exactly. year. Exactly.
2: You get those registration links all linked up in the post, in the email, and you are good. You're set for the season.
0: Hey, Christian, in your graphic design expertise, I know that sometimes in our industry, right, templates is a bad word and people want everything to be perfectly custom. You know, you're a professional designer, right? That's one of your key areas of expertise. If you, if you have a 16-week couple season and you have four different graphics that go, each go out once per month in four consecutive months, do you see any downside to that from the user perspective? Or is that sort of just a myth that we've invented?
3: I really don't. I mean, I think that the whole template concept makes you faster, quicker, better at adapting. Um, You know, when you do have a good set of templates going, you can just make minor tweaks and adjustments to certain uh, elements of that template and just really be pretty dynamic. Now, it might have the same theme or look, but it might have a little bit different information or it obviously would contain, you know, the revised date of the event or the promotion So, I mean, I think templates is a great way to kind of streamline um, what you're doing, how you're doing it, and the time that is taking to do all of that together.
0: Yeah, and I think if you have any hesitation, if you're listening to this and you have any hesitation about uh, duplicating content or using content more than once, just think about how many times you've seen the same television commercial over and over again. How many times you've seen the same advertisement in a magazine over and over again, like, I mean, sure, you know, creating a unique television commercial every time that Ford wants to show one, you know, there might be a benefit to that. But the people that are running the Ford advertising campaigns, they, they know what they're doing. And, uh, you know, it's not it's not certainly not up to anybody on this call to, to tell them that their strategies have been terrible. They're they're doing all right. I read this morning that the F-150 has been the number one selling car in America for
3: 40 years. Straight.
0: That's, that's crazy. That's
3: and crazy. President yeah. Biden just drove the brand new electric one yesterday, too. It's a whole new world we're living in. Um, so we've kind of made a natural
0: segue here. I mean, I think on the front end of the equation, when we're talking about the six hours a week, the first thing that we want to evaluate is, is this six hours a week doing something for the business? And I think, you know, we've talked about the first step there is identify what your purpose is. Once you identify your purpose, then you can actually measure Your impact, measure the return on investment of that time that you're putting in. But there's a whole other side of our equation, which we just sort of dipped our toe into, which is, could we achieve the same result by investing less time, you know, and that's where I think there are some pretty straightforward and and easy to use uh, tools and strategies that can really make that happen. So I'm going to go back to our social media expert here. You know, Katie, what's your what's your top tip?
2: Top tip? That's a hard one, because I think I have quite a few, but I you know, I would probably really start with batching your time and batching your content. And and what I mean by that is, pick a task, pick a time, and and sit down and dedicate yourself to that. So if you're going to going back to couples golf, if we're going to work on a couples golf promotion um, for the entire summer, you know it's happening every single Friday night. Um, block out an hour of your schedule, shut your door, um, and and don't answer phone calls and take that 30 minutes and really dive into couples golf. Um, Get those ads, get the content created around it. You know, when it's happening, you know what time it's happening um, and and you know where people can sign up. So sit down, create the content. um, And then once that's done, using a scheduling tool to schedule that all out can really, really optimize your time. Um, Brian, I know you probably have have some feedback here. What do you think?
1: Well, I just want to like, jump in because you're talking about batching, which I think is a strategy to use for anything that you do, right? (laughs) Like if you want to create efficiency, like this goes beyond just creating awesome social media posts, like batching when you answer emails, like doing all this stuff is going to add up and save you time, right? Versus moving from task to task, switching and getting lost. So I think, you know, pointing that out right away, I think it was, it was key, But another thing is like, I want people to know that like, you're not sitting in your ivory tower of agency with all these fancy tools and, you know, an army of people like doing social media, like you've worked this, like you've been the person at the property responsible for this. So like rewinding the clock a little bit and going back to like, when you wore that hat, um, before you became master of the Matole social media universe, um, like, how did you do this at the property level? And like, where did you find that time, you know, to really work and create content?
2: That's a great question, Brian. Um, finding time when, you know, when you're working at a facility is not easy. I think that's arguably the hardest part of the job is figuring out how, how to develop your time um, and distribute distribute it amongst all of your tasks. For me, I found the most success on the weekends because it's one of those Things you just have to be there on the weekend. Somebody has to be there and saying hi, walking around, touching tables, you know, checking out the first tee. Who's there? Um, you just have to be there. And on Saturday and Sunday, you know, I wasn't really into answering phone calls and being incredibly active on my email. So it was a great time to just shut the door and and lock in on social media and really focus my time um, in on what I needed to get done for that week, that month, um, and that really allowed me to take that content and schedule it out weeks in advance, which in turn just saved me so much time. My GM was thrilled. Um, So it it overall worked really well. Um, Christian, what do you think?
3: Well, I think, you know, I think you made a lot of great points, but I was kind of going to ask the group, as far as time management and effectiveness and scheduling of posts and things of that nature, what are some of your guys' favorite applications or software to use for that? Ross? Ross?
0: Um, so we use a couple uh, a couple of different softwares to manage both the communication um, the marketing calendar marketing plan in itself um, and then we use a scheduling software and then we use some some design software as well so I'll let I'll let um, Katie talk about that but I think one thing that I that I wanted to mention and I didn't is that you know we're talking about this having a plan and batching your content and you know, I know the word marketing plan is often really daunting to people, and they think it needs to be this 40-page perfect. It doesn't need to be that complicated. You know, We work with every one of our clients on a marketing plan that's literally, I mean, it's a little fancier than this, but it's essentially an Excel spreadsheet. It's not. It's in a project management tool, but it works sort of like an Excel spreadsheet. It just has a line for every objective that you have, and then we just add activities that are associated with those objectives and whether they're email strategies or social media strategies or website strategies right it doesn't have to be super complicated it can be as simple as just a bullet point list just so everybody can rally around a common set of goals and ideas and that's just going to make everything better so i think develop that marketing plan but don't psych yourself out with it you should be able to do it in 15 minutes like it's it really doesn't need to be a big complicated thing you just need to get something down on paper and make it happen but I'll turn it back over to Katie to talk about some of the specific tools that we use. I got to jump in before Katie goes back to the tools. (laughs) Unacceptable. Because
1: I have to drop a bomb on this podcast. So if you're listening and you're still like, I don't believe Ross, he's full of it. One page marketing plan. There is a book. It is called the one page marketing plan. And I know people recommend marketing books all the time. It is one of the best marketing books I've ever read. It covers the basics, it covers strategy, and the end result after reading the book is you will have a one-page marketing plan. And it's like $2 or free if you're an Amazon Prime member. We'll drop the link in the show notes. It is a must-read for all marketing professionals or anyone who's sort of interested or daunted by marketing.
3: Brian, how many pages is the book about the one-page marketing plan? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. I'm not sure. I don't think it's more than a
1: couple, like, it can't be more than 200 pages. It's probably less than that,
3: for sure. I was hoping you are going to say it was a one-page book about a one-page marketing plan.
1: No, because the author, Alan Dibb, also needs to prove his worth and then, you know, sell his other services. I mean, he's giving this thing away for free as a lead magnet, which is a totally separate podcast about lead generation.
0: Oh, yeah, we'll get into that. But
1: I just wanted to drop that nugget for people who are like, how do you do this? You could also call us and we'd be happy to show you how.
3: Well, that's another good reminder that we'll have links to all these things that we've discussed uh, attached to the podcast for the listeners out there.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So as far as the way that we approach these these tools, so the first thing is our project management software, which, which houses the marketing calendar. Um, and the objectives and the purpose of the social media. So that's kind of the plan what we use for the planning phase and communication. So then what's the next step in the process, Katie and what do you use?
2: So once we have a good plan in place, Ross, we then take take that information, everything that we've brainstormed and we put that together into some type of graphic. Um, and for that we use canva.com, which if you're a GM out there, I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, it's an amazing free tool and I'm gonna I'll go out, I'll say it. I think Canva is the best free design tool out there for you to use. Um, The free version is fantastic. The paid version is even better. Um, And I think it's just about $12 a month if anyone's out there interested. Um, But you can do tons of different things. They have templates for you to use. So if you just want to throw your logo on something and add a new picture, change the date, they've got it. Um, So we use Canva. And that is a huge time saver and a great tool for us. And then once we get that content created and we go through the approval process with our clients, um, we then use a scheduling tool called Agora Pulse. Um, very similar to Hootsuite, Sprout Social. There's several different ones out there. Um, we've we've dialed it down and did quite a bit of research at the beginning of all of this. And we chose Agora Pulse mostly. And, and probably the big reason why we chose it was that they have this fantastic listening feature Um, so we can be your eyes and ears out there on social media as well Um, that's probably for another day
0: let's parking lot i want to come back to the to the listening so let's let's parking lot that for just a sec so define your purpose design it schedule it and then you're done right
2: not quite not quite (laughs) That's where the listening comes in, Ross. You have to, once you put it out there, you can't forget about it. People are out there and they're interacting with your content um, and that would, you know, just be like somebody walking into your pro shop after their round and saying to the kid at the counter, thanks for, thanks for having us today. This was fantastic. The greens rolled great. We can't wait to come back. And they're just sitting there on their phone, not paying attention. It's totally gaslighting them. You need to engage. You need to respond to those comments on social media and say thanks or answer some questions or point them in the right direction. So I think listening and, and engaging is, is the final step there.
3: So, social media is not a one way street, right not at all not at all okay oh that's why social's
0: in the name of it mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> I'm sure we all have that friend that you know it's a one way street and they don't they don't last as your friend that long, right? You have to give and you have to take
0: <laughs> see every day you learn something new on the Golfonomics podcast all right, so listening and and that two way communication is is obviously a really important aspect of things um. So, okay, so let's say, and, and we're going to wrap this up here really shortly, but let's say we've done a good job. We've got our purpose. We're good to go. We've done a good job designing, so it's appealing and it represents our brand in a, in a good way. Good. We've got it scheduled. We're bashing our content, so we're working well ahead of the posting date. We're doing a good job listening and interacting with those people that are engaging with our posts and sending us messages and commenting and sharing our posts. So then, right, everybody's going to see all of our content and our golf course is going to be overrun. Right, Brian? (laughs) I got some bad news
1: for you. Uh Uh-oh. This is a stat that we will break down in a future episode. But here it is. On average, your Facebook posts reach 5.2% of your followers. So 5.2? 5.2%. Which is not a lot. Listen, I am the marketing analytics automation guy. So I spend a lot of time in the numbers and I know that this whole thing is a war of attrition, right? Like we talk about email open rates, da 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 da. It's like percentages, it's going down. So if it's 5.2% that are just seeing your post organically, which means it just shows up, like you can guarantee, like some of these other things we talked about, like posting the same image, not a big deal, right? Because not a lot of people are seeing it. So like, repeating content no big worries but we will get into this like analytics deep dive talking about the numbers in a future episode um but yeah it's it's a whole nother ball of wax but yeah this is the front end you need to take care of this stuff first and then you gotta and then the next step is like let's talk about numbers and how to make those numbers better
0: awesome all right final thoughts here before we do the uh round at the go around at the end anybody anybody okay
3: christian I would just say, be diligent, you know, be effective with your time, um, block out your time, batch your time, as Katie said.
1: Yeah, on that note, I would say be patient, um, especially if you're new to social media or you're you're taking over social media, maybe because someone else at the facility is gone and like now you're, wear- you're GM and you're wearing this hat and you're like, oh, great. Something else I've got to worry about. Um, just know that like you putting in the work now is going to pay off you know, putting in the time. And so maybe you don't get to six hours this week, but, you know, showing up, start being consistent on social media, posting everything else. Like it comes with time. Like no one just gets 20,000 followers overnight. Like that just doesn't happen. I mean, we, we talk about virality a lot, but it's just not the case. Like it, it comes from being consistent and then you find a nerve and then that's, and that's when the magic happens. So just be patient. And, and to Christian's point, batch it, I think is great. It's a great way to do that.
0: Katie, what's your tip?
2: I think my my final tip is, is to go off of what Brian said here and be consistent with your posting and be patient, um, but also be consistent with that communication back to your customers. If you're taking the time to post on social media and they're taking the time to comment back, they, they want to know more either about an upcoming event. They want to let you know what they think about the course conditions or your staff or it, the food and beverage operations, whatever it is, they're, they're out there and they're having a conversation with you. So don't ignore them. Make sure you're present and consistently commenting and, and engaging with those customers.
1: Ross, final thoughts? What are you going
0: to say? I think, I think my tip is when you're thinking about this six hours or whatever amount of time that you're investing in social media every week, in your head, don't think about that time as getting your posts done for the next week. Think about it from a project standpoint. So this week, my social media objective is to get couples wine and nine done for the rest of the year. And then next week to get my tea time reminder post done for the rest of the year. And if you batch that way, eventually you're going to get to a week and you're like, I got everything scheduled for the rest of the year. I don't. I don't have to invest the six hours anymore. So, that would be my that would be my main tip. And then, of course, I have to say, or you could do none of any of those things, and you could just hire Metolius to to handle this for you. Um, so that's everything that we have today. I hope uh, y'all learned something. One little thing. We hope we hope you can take some of these tips back to your facility and be more effective, uh, more efficient, save a little time. Uh, that's our whole mission. And uh, we'll see you all next week where we're going to dive into this 5.2% metric and why only one out of every 20 people that follow your page actually see your content and most importantly, what you can actually do about that. Um, So thanks everybody. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Take care. See you, everyone.